to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Spreaker, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oney, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646 646- 876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning to you. I hope everybody's fine this morning. Already, it's January the 4th. 2022. I have to wish my son good luck today. He's applying for a job in Florida, so we'll see how that comes out. And we just keep on going. Been watching a lot of football, just kind of hanging out, doing legend-type stuff, and just hanging out. I will say we've sort of started phasing this in this week. We talked about it Monday. I want to give it to you directly from the source so you understand. We have a request line on the legend at 800-693-0595 and you press option one and then you can speak your request. Well, we've had that and we've had it for several years. Well, over the past several months, I've noticed a few changes and I get some reports back from the people who do our numbers or whatever. And we're allotted, I paid for 1,000 minutes per month. Well, we're exceeding that because several shows have had callers call back four or five times in a show 
or several times during a show. So we now have to take the action and be the bad guy and limit it to one call per show so that everybody can get a chance and we can keep it within the thousand minutes and still keep our request. Some people will install Google numbers for backup or something like that. They'll find ways to do that. But probably theoretically, a good show doesn't have the same two or three or four requesters calling in all of the time through the show. So um, if you have any questions about that, please ask me. If a person continues to go over that, then we will have to take action to block the call for a period of time. And then, uh, you know, if they keep on doing it, then we'll have to take more permanent action. So um, we're doing it to try to save the legend. We have no contributions to speak of coming in or anything like that. This is supported by Jenny and I totally with one very, very, you know, exception. Uh, One lady who does give as much as she can when she can. So it's important and we're just doing it so we can stay on the air and keep give everybody a chance. You can still email as many times as you want. You can Zoom in or you can email or otherwise, if you know of any other way, you can do that too. It's just we need to keep those re- requests under a 1,000 minutes per month. So there we go. All right, Jennifer, if you've got anything to say about this, otherwise, it's your shot. Well, I think you pretty much covered that. I do want to say that we went, for the first time in many years, we went to a New Year's Eve party, and it was a nice couple, and they it was sort of a housewarming because they just moved into a new house. and You didn't want to go. No, I didn't really want to go, but it ended up being not so many people, and nobody, for the most part, got drunk or stupid, and it was a nice time. And that's exactly I was proved wrong. <laughs> Anything else going on with you? Well, I'm working on um, submitting a bid to get the um, the menus, to braille the menus for all of the concession stands at our, um, all the field house where our uh, NBA team plays and they have all kinds of concerts and all kinds of things that go on there. I did their menus when they were on before they tore down Market Square Arena, I used to do their menus every year. So it'll be, we'll see if I can get that. I've been talking to the lady, and so I'm sending out a sample menu. Well, there you go. All right. And just for example, let's say Joe called in. Joe could call in to my show on Tuesday. He could call in to Tim's show. He could call in to the immigrant show one time or sports lounge or any other show that he'd want to listen to and that would start over each day so we're we're not trying to eliminate it all right let's go to jeff in albany new york well thank you very much bill i gotta tell you it was it was the weather we were having it was uh, wasn't too bad really uh, now we're getting some rain and damp cool weather here but it's uh, it's a weird cold front because down in new york city for example it's in, it's going to be up in up to almost 60 degrees today and tomorrow so and yet we're only going to get up to about 50 if, if that 
Everything is good. I had a great time with uh, my buddy JR. You, you hear him on the coffee club, and he, he listens to all things radio as well, and comes in there as well. And we all went out for his birthday on first of the month, which is January 1st, and we all went out to this restaurant called Texas de Brazil. And it, it is a... It's a place where they serve you all kinds of Brazilian meats and sausages and steak and sausages and chicken and steak and lamb, and it is so good. Uh, they just, they just. There's a little card they give you that's either green. I forgot the colors, but when you when you when you when you've had enough, then you turn the card over, and they they then you know then they know the meal is over. But the food is just excellent. We had a very very good time. And I will tell you that, that I'd never been there before. I've heard of it, and my sister and her husband told me about it. And another, my friend Don out in New York City has told me the same thing about, about the Brazilian uh, steakhouses, and boy, are they good. They, they, they feed you until there's no tomorrow. And the staff was just extremely nice to us. We Not being able to see, they, they treated us like royalty. They were very nice. I gave them a much better tip than I normally would give. Um, and they were just super, super people. So that's all I can say. They they do have good food. It's kind of like being gluttonous, you know. You need... <laughs> yeah, don't don't say that word too loud, Bill. But you're quite right about that. Right, three to five plates of food. All right, let's go to Tim in Minneapolis. Good morning, everyone. It's um, terrible weather here, and uh, we got six inches of snow yesterday. We're supposed to get another five, six today. So um, I'm staying inside, except to maybe shovel the steps so that I can get outside if I have to. Yeah, don't um, get out too much. Yeah, and uh, things are going pretty good. We had a real nice New Year here. We uh, are members of a group called Games Galore, and they have a thing on New Year's Eve where most of the members do um, songs record the songs in advance and then play them all back on New Year's Eve. So we got to hear my fine voice, and Laura, and a whole bunch of other people. Anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. Remember, Tim, when we used to do New Year's Eve shows on The Legend? Yeah, I kind of missed that. Those were, those were fun. And uh, I thought maybe Pam was going to do one, but uh, when is she coming back? I think this weekend. Okay, I she, think, as far as I know, she doesn't have an announcement up. I haven't checked today. But. Uh, I think this weekend, yeah, but I could That's what I thought she had said before, but I that was a few weeks ago, so I didn't remember. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and uh, I, I can say uh, for my listeners, Bill, I definitely want people to pay attention to the... Uh, lower the volume of calls to the request line. I, uh, well, you know, you guys can't afford <laughs> their cards. And I, I know we got a thing saying they were raising their rates. Yeah. When was that a couple of months ago or so? Yeah. They keep raising their rates and we keep going up. But the trouble is Life 365 keeps raising their rates and all the other services servers and all the other stuff that goes along with the legend so it just you know, happens that way oh go ahead no you i don't. was just gonna say you know what bothers me about toll-free services is they aren't toll-free and people ought to realize that that somebody has to pay for it yeah yeah somebody yeah it's not toll-free yeah wish it was but it doesn't quite work that way and we could use another call service 
that they could do that on. But the problem is then you pay for each call individually and they charge you by the minute. And if we did that, it would it would be a lot of money per month. So we're just trying to make it all work. Thank you, Tim. Let's go to Michael Loff. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, had interesting experience. I kind of took over. I'm remotely broadcasting, running a radio station, that being the Radio Reading Network of Baltimore and Bethesda in Maryland. And uh, so I've been broadcasting from here and have kind of free reign to do what I want. So I'm got me thinking about what would be a good radio reading service do any of you listen to those because i'm reading there i read that they're going a new direction but i really haven't found any that are doing it at least on their streams i think maybe los angeles but getting away from just having volunteers reading newspapers and magazines which is still their core i think but integrating podcasts integrating old-time radio uh i know there's a group in massachusetts they actually do these like live theater which is kind of cool and there's a lot of new, like, audio dramas that they're kind of distributed as podcasts, but their actual story is done with sound effects and, and you know, narration. So we're just kind of playing with that, trying some different things. And so that, that's, that's kind of fun to do that. That's something we talked about before, uh, how to do a virtual or remote-type radio station, because I've always thought that reading services could use something like Clean Feed or even Zoom if they had to and have volunteer readers that don't have to come to the studio. Of course, some of them want to come to the studio. They want to get out of the house, and that's their part of their impetus of volunteering. But, but we had some, and some people even in the broadcast industry that want to volunteer, but work from their home studio. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of neat to, to play around in this arena, although it seems like kind of a dying art. So I don't know how long it'll be around. Radio reading services, but there's still a few out there that are very active, like in Phoenix and L.A. and St. Louis and Massachusetts. Why we would have a little bit of latitude with Legend Talk. Yeah, exactly. It could be it could be an avenue. I've thought about that, Bill, because if you declared Legend Talk Radio as a radio reading service, it and I don't know all the details of it, but it gives you kind of carte blanche to broadcast almost anything. Um, that's that's the thing that's kind of interesting. But I don't know at that point if you have to have a dedicated five hundred one c three or what legally constitutes you as a radio reading service. But you could literally take anything, and I've done it because it can legally do so. I grab like the ABC and CBS Evening News and just strip the commercials out of them um but you know and just play that on the air so people get the difference the same story with different uh spins on it you know like to hear the coverage of the uh the canceled monday night football game and uh, you know just different things going on and different perspectives on the same stories right but or if you want to cover the uh you know like from like c-span the thing in the house of representatives that's a good idea i could do that mr bill that's a great idea actually yeah that you could I might do actually that. do that uh because i'd be curious to see today what they're going to keep staying on mccarthy or try finally try someone else and a lot of people are rooting for jim jordan which what little i know about him seems like a good guy but yeah that's a very interesting thing going on in our congress right now uh so so there's always things to do yeah, that's the so. key is trying to keep it current, you know, because all of the reading services were off over the holidays. So that got me thinking, where, what other news sources can I get to get current today's information and get it integrated? So Studio, Station Plus Studio is such an awesome piece of software because I've, I've sitter been doing it. I mean, I'm streaming on the same computer I'm talking. It's, it's you know, broadcasting 
uh, some, some newspapers and stuff, all in the background. Meanwhile, we use SoundForge and edit and bring a podcast and listen to them and decide that I think they're good enough that they kind of fit the audience as I understand the audience to be. So I don't know, it's just been kind of fun playing it. You know, radio is just something that's in your blood. It's in your blood. You can't get rid of it. It's just there. You tell them, Mike. You tell you them. Even a blood transfusion, you know, I just don't think you could get rid of it. No, it's, it's like that internet radio. There's just some things that can't get rid of. I think you'd have to have a heart replacement. Maybe it's in your heart, right? Yeah. I think it's more than that. It's in your soul, and, and it's it's definitely deep-rooted in mine. I mean, I've, I've been involved in listening to radio since I was a very little kid, so it never stops. All right, let's go to Dave and Chris in Altoona, where there will not be National Donna Day tomorrow. Nope, it won't be tomorrow. It'll be next week. Not much is going on here, just a lot of rain. But I'm thankful that, in fact, my comment last night to Dave was, well, we could be getting six inches of snow, which turns out that's what Tim is getting. So glad it's not snow. But other than that, not much is really going on here. We had a good New Year's. It was quiet, but it was good. Do we expect you to be interrupted by a call this morning? Well, I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe. So we shall see. We shall see. Well, we'll be in there, and you've got a demo coming up in the second hour. We do. It's about 22 minutes, and I hope we might have room for some questions because this really might be something people are interested in because it's extremely accessible and easy to use. So hopefully people will like it. Well, we'll find out. We will find out. Okay, uh, we might as well go to the phone lines right now. Well, we do have one person who's uh, put his hand up, and it's uh, Charles out there in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. And well, not we, and we got three areas hands up. But Charles, you were first, so unmute yourself, please. Yes, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. All right. Well, anyway, um, I, I think it's cool what Michael's trying to do with the radio reading service. Um, Ours really used to be a good one, but uh, all they have is basically, um, as far as I know, old-time radio. They used to have, um, before NFB Newsline came on, um, I used to love it when they had volunteers to come and read the uh, Baltimore Sun. That was my favorite. The only thing is, of course, they only could read certain things because of the time constraints and all that sort of thing. Um also, tomorrow, I don't want to forget this, I don't know what it is, but at 1 o'clock, uh, tune in to ACB Media 5 about the blind shell. It's supposed to be a big announcement uh, coming on. Do you guys know about that? No. No, I don't, uh, Charles. Well, um, it's supposed it. to be um, a big announcement, but they're supposed to be adding to it. Of course, things are always subject to change. You might as well say that. Um, also, about the situation... And hand, which you were talking about the uh, people using, you know, calling several times. Do you think also people need to um, start limiting how many songs they request at a time, or is that taking it too far? Well, I'm going to put it to you this way. We've always let the presenters make those decisions. Uh, Veterans that have done this for a long time and a lot smarter than I am, 
tell me you don't want to take too many requests from one person in a show because you then stifle your variety of the show and the other listeners suffer. But I'm not to a point yet where I would say, okay, Charles, you can... You know, there are times when there are busy shows where you don't have time but to get a couple songs from one particular person. It's nothing personal or whatever it meant. So um, to answer your question, no, Charles, we're not going to limit the presenters. They can run their show how they see fit. If something has to be changed that can save us money that we can stay on the air and do it comfortably, then we're going to do that. But because there are so many ways they can make requests, you know, we're not really denying somebody um, the ability. Um, You know, I would set up a a person the ability to send a text message. They could use a Google line on my phone. So there's so many different ways they can do that. But a better program is a program where there's more variety of requesters. If you're doing a show where you're only playing requests for two or three of your friends, your show's probably not going to last too long. So right, that's true. I like I like your approach to it. I think it's kind of cool. You know, you that's, know, you know. I'm glad I was able to ask. You know, the yeah, no, no, that's fine. The I question. don't. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody. The only thing that we'll be watching this year is you'll see the legend when we play '60s, '70s, and '80s. That's what I mean. I don't want '90s stations, '90s or 2000 or whatever. Yeah, that I agree stuff. with that. You know, if we want to play try to play within the best we can within our formats that work for us on the legend. And that right, it's worked true. for years. I agree. But that's just my opinion and that's how I see it. But no, we're not gonna censor a show or limit anybody in that way, just the you know, the the calls that way because we want to stay on. You know, yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, yeah, I get well, it. We'll so be I think it's kind of cool. We'll be okay, listening well, tomorrow, Charles. Just wanted to check in and hope everybody's doing well. All right, take care. I just right. want to mention to just want to mention to Charles that um, it's not this week, but they are still doing the Baltimore Sun. I believe at ten a.m. Um, like you said, oh, it's an hour, so they okay. have to pick. They have to pick the best stories. Oh, okay. What they I'm think a, are the I'm best a, stories. Look it up. Okay. Um, and I really appreciate him. And Bobby Lewis, who runs the radio service, Baltimore, he is a very nice person. He really is. So um, It's not run by know. Robert Lewis. Um, but, uh, right, but I, he works there. He's been there since it started. Right, right. And he's, you know, I think he does very, a very good job at it, too. I really do. So, anyway, that's all, you know, that's all I have to say about that. But, anyway, so thank you all very much, and hope everybody has a nice day. All right, thank you, Charles. You're welcome. All right. right. Next on our list is is our lady out in Minnesota, Beth Moline. Can you unmute yourself, please? Yep, there I'm unmuted. Well, 
Oh, oops. Sorry, my phone, my computer wants to, Jaws wants to keep talking. <laughs> but I've been having a wonderful time. First of all, my sister Patrice and her husband Andy have a Christmas party every year that they do, they have with their kids and grandkids. And they also like to have me coming to that now, too. They've, they've had me come to it for the last few years. They couldn't do it right before Christmas the way they used to. So they did it on New Year's Day, and because of it all, I had such a wonderful New Year's Day. We had a nice lunch. We had a nice afternoon of holiday bingo. We had just all kinds of things, and and Patrice even had me make up a bingo card for myself because one of the one of her grandkids wanted to call bingo one time because normally they like it when I call, but I figured why not give the kids a opportunity for that. I think it's wonderful. Plus, I there, there's been something we have, I think I might have mentioned here at the sanctuary that we have bus outings. And next Wednesday, a week from today, I'm so excited about it. We're going to have a lunch outing and it's going to be one of my favorite places, Pizza Ranch. And boy, did I sign up for that one right away. <laughs> so What's so special I'm, about Pizza Ranch, Beth? Oh, I love their chicken. I love their waffle fries. Most of the way, too, I, I think the world of the people who work there, the, the managers there and certain waitresses, they just they really want to make sure that we get all the service that we need, all the help that, that we're going to get. And they're not overly helpful. They're not... Uh, they don't overdo it. They don't underdo it. They just they just do everything they can and just making people feel welcome. I know I sure feel welcome there. Well, that's a good thing. Anything else going on, Beth? Well, we've we've had some some really nice. We, we've had some fun games here at the sanctuary as well. We had last week one time we had this all boxed up bingo and we got prizes that were gift wrapped and. One of the prizes I had gotten was a great big long box of thin mints. I'm not sure. Now I'm trying to even remember if I mentioned anything about that last week, but I I can't even recall now. <laughs> and and uh, we we've been having uh, during our happy hour, we've actually been having tri um, trivia, and that's always been fun. And uh, sometimes we actually have a musician come during happy hour too. So it's always nice to have that, you know, have a nice sing along and Christmas time, it was definitely a, a wonderful Christmas sing along. So those are the kind of things that I've been having a great time with lately. <laughs> I think it's cool to have so many different activities that you can do. So if you don't wanna sit in your room, you don't have to, you can get out and be with people and do things. That's right, because there are activities now that I'm really, really interested in. And when we had our other activities directors, then um, I, I did as much as I could to get into activities. The only one that I don't really do is yoga. I just don't feel comfortable with that one. <laughs> but maybe, maybe I'm just a little bit stuffy on that one. I don't mean to be. Hey Beth, I'll take you. I'll take your box of thin mints, okay? Oh, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I love those. <laughs> I was going to bring him to Patrice and Andy's house on Sunday and share with everyone. I totally forgot. I spaced it. I could have cried when I came home and noticed it was still in my refrigerator. I'm thinking, oh, no, and I even promised. <laughs> uh, well, there's always next year. How many years have you lived at the sanctuary? Well, actually, I moved in here on April 1st of 19. 
so and and I was this is really nice. The first thing I was in a studio apartment at that time, and it was one of the bigger studio apartments. And I asked one time, "Is there a reason why I didn't get one of the one-bedroom apartments?" And I was told by the person who approved me to move in here that it was because they were all full. I said, "Well, I guess that would be a good answer. That's a good reason." But she said, "If, if once you're here six months." And if there's an uh, if there's an opening for a one bedroom apartment, I'll let you know about it. And when September rolled around of 19, she came to me and said, "Beth, apartment 124 is open up." And I said, "Could I tour that apartment?" And she she gave me the tour of it that day. And one of the bigger apartments. And reason being is because there's a nice great big front closet here, and so and there's a great big closet in the bedroom too. And it just, it seems almost as big as my two bedroom apartment in the other building that I used to live in. I, I was tickled when I talked to my sister Patrice and said, what would you say about me moving into a, a one bedroom apartment in the same building? I made sure to emphasize that. She said, when would you do it? And I said, whenever it's convenient, because I knew that she and her husband Andy would probably be willing to help is they helped me to move in here. My brother and sister-in-law, Jeff and Lori, did. And well, Patrice said, why don't you do it on, see if you can, can if the, if the keys move in on October 3rd, because you know, our brother Paul was coming up for, for a wedding. He was coming up from Arizona. So he was actually able to help us so that, that we could move, they could move me into this apartment in, um, on uh, October 3rd of 19. What I notice about you, Beth, is that you're always involved in everything, but you also have a very supportive family of uh, your sisters and brothers. Uh, you've got a very supportive family, and that, that's you know, really important. And they have actually have gone to bat for me on different things. They really have, and especially with all of the bullying that went on for a while here. Ooh, they, they definitely were going to bat for me on that one and they they told my my youngest brother told me if when when the the whole bullying thing started he said if it if it happens again you call 911 and then you call me and i did and then they came over right away jeff and Lori and patrice and andy all came over right away that night i'm like whoa <laughs> but no i do get involved with them as much as i can and i just have such a great great time with them and i talked to my nieces and nephews i was talking to my niece rebecca a while ago about different things that go on and we were just having the time of our lives that's that very, good. very good. Thank you so much, Beth. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. All right. All right. Next on our list is our, another lady from Sauk Rapids, Minnesota. I think it is. I always forget. It's Gail. Gail, and go ahead. Unmute yourself, please. Hopefully I'm unmuted. Go ahead. You are. Uh, Beth is right about Pizza Ranch. They were very, very good to us when we used to have our meetings, uh, chapter meetings of the NFB, uh, helping us find places, helping us get food, that kind of thing. So I know what she's talking about. And we used to go there a lot ourselves and, and eat stuff like that. Um, not doing too bad. I, I had a quiet New Year's Eve and New Year's Day didn't do much around here. There wasn't much to do around here except my usual stuff. And, and uh, everything's going well now pretty much with Wendy. You know, everything's getting, <laughs> I think part of it was me. But uh, it's just certain things were kind of, there was a little bit of a conflict. But I think we've got things, or at least I feel like I've got things worked out pretty much. And other than, you know, otherwise everything else is going well. I'm getting a new refrigerator. I don't know what 
you know, what it's going to be like or anything like that. I'm not sure exactly even when, but sometime this year, sometime soon, I guess, from what I heard. I, you know, and I don't, I've just been uh, doing the Zoom things and stuff like that. And a couple days ago or yesterday, I didn't know this, but there was an update for Zoom that I didn't even know about. So I took care of that and I took care of an update with NVDA and that went well. So I'm pretty much up to date on everything and everything else is going well except for the snow. I will be so glad for the great day when I have my nice clear sidewalks back. <laughs> so I can find the steps, curbs, and stuff like that. Move to Florida, Gail. Yeah. Well, that's where my brother and sister-in-law are. They, they're they in um, near Fort Myers. They go down for the winter. Right. They're down near me. Yeah. Well, hopefully, if there's a way, you can look them up, Bill. <laughs> Well, His we'll name is about... Terry. His name is Terry Gruber. Terry and Iris. If you ever bump into them while you're down there, tell them hi for me. I will. <laughs> so that's about what's going on here. And um, I really do appreciate all of you. And, you know, just keep up the good work. And I'll be a good girl as far as the request line. Don't worry about me. I'll find other ways. I'll be a good girl. <laughs> you know how to do the email thing. Yeah, I do. And I do that a lot. Either, well, I have, I used to do Twitter, but I don't anymore. I haven't for a long time. Right. But, but email know. works best for me, really. And right. the Zoom thing, you know, when, yeah. you do the, when you have the Zoom link in there. Right. But right. I do appreciate all of you. And I hope that this year is a good one for all of you and for everyone here. And just keep up the good work. All right. You take Thanks. care. Bye bye. All right, Joe Sorensen, can you unmute yourself? You're next on the list. Hello, good morning, Coffee Club Worldwide Legend. This is Joe with Ellen on my left. Anyway, it is 31 degrees, clear skies up to 45, low tonight 26. And in case you didn't know, we have a birthday. Today is the birthday of Louis Braille, born this day in 1809. So let's get a big birthday cake and... From his heavenly land, maybe he could see us, those that believe that. But the interesting thing is he only lived to be 43 years of age. My source is Garrison Keeter's Writer's Almanac. Take it away, Ellen. Not only that, good morning, everybody. Not only that, but we even asked our uh, smart speaker over here uh, what if she knew the cause of his passing, which she doesn't. So it's like, oh, well, we'll just kind of go along with that. Anyway, we're doing fine around here. We've had yesterday. We've had like snow flurries, but nothing really sticky. If it did stick, it was probably in the higher elevations. But um, it was just been cold all day long. But you know, today we're doing just fine. We're not going anywhere, so this is actually a good thing. So today it can snow all at once, too. No. I don't think it's going to because no. I see the sun right now. So this is good. Yeah. But uh, that's what's happening around here. So did you do anything fun for New Year's? Uh, we were just here, and we um, we had some, you know, goodies and whatnot. We watched the, watched the uh, TV on CNN uh, after we watched the news, and then oh, we in the New Year with some hot chocolate. And we just have our, our own little party trail mix. And no, no, it's actually, it's actually chick, chick, chick mix. mix. I keep calling it <laughs> Remember, trail mix is healthier. Oh, oh yes, that's true. But, Joe, Joe is only hoping that Guy Lombardo music would be playing on the radio, right? Oh, yeah. 
oh man, you know, I was going to, there is uh, a website called otr.net, which is old time radio. Now, the interesting thing, one of the interesting thing is there's a complete broadcasting day from September 21st, 1939 of WJSV CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C. It starts with the sign-on at 6 in the morning and goes hour by hour until sign-off and the national anthem at, at 1 a.m. And they used records to do it. And- no, record it when not that's very popular as a matter of fact in the morning guy was uh was arthur godfrey was doing yes that's yep. right yep Be- that's before he hit the network big time yeah so yeah we've been listening to that and now we're, we've actually we have the first eight hours to listen to now but um it's been very interesting. So it's it's like a President Roosevelt and a neutrality calling a special Congress and and being neutrality and staying away from the war. But I want to say, Mr. President, Pearl Harbor is going to be attacked on December seventh. Look out! Like, <laughs> my my science fiction brain when I hear his speech. <laughs> You know, Joe, if you could find it, there's also a, a 24-hour broadcast day or so many hours of WEAF in New York City, which later became WNBC. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, can, can, actually, I can, actually, can actually look for that. Yeah. I don't have it, but I've heard, par- heard parts of it, so uh, you might be interested in that as well. Uh, yeah, we could check that out. Oh, for sure. I would be totally interested in that. Oh, now, yeah. You might get to hear the news with Lyle Van and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think you might be interested in that. That's why I mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. I was going to mention uh, on, uh, well, December 7th, when, well, actually, it might have been the 8th. I'm not sure when I heard it. On the news, I heard a recording of... Roosevelt's speech. Oh, wow. And it had really nice highs. I have a feeling it might have been done virtually, but boy, it sounded like it was a pretty modern recording, and I've never heard that before. Now, I, I, I've heard a recording of that on, on Those Were the Days. Now, it's interesting, Ginny, my first wife, she was 12 years old and at the Minnesota Braille Science Saving School in Faribault, Minnesota. And she told me that class was dismissed, so they went up and plugged in the radio where they had chapels so they could hear Roosevelt's speech declaring war, and that would have been 11 o'clock in the central time zone. So that 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 is actually fascinated, and, that, and, and of course the little kids were scared. Yeah. Can you imagine how that, that would scare the little kids like five, six years old? Well, it was a part. It was a part of history, guys, and that's uh, yeah. We know. And thank and and, and thank God that we have these uh, preserved recordings that we can listen to or, or get a hand on to listen to this stuff. Because uh, we, we and thank God there are people out there who saved this stuff. Uh, if you go to the radio archives, I know there's otrlibrary.org. I think it is, and there's the World War II broadcast from CBS. I believe it is with Robert Trout and the whole CBS crew of reporters. And when you listen to that kind of radio and you don't hear that today because the radio isn't done that way, it is so interesting to go back in time to see how things were written and how they were presented. Yeah, and it's also good for history students, too. Oh, yeah. I thought about that the other day. I was listening to this song. I'm like, wow, that's good for history students. Well, guys, thank you. It sounds like you guys are having a good time good out time. there in Albuquerque. Let's let's not get too much snow for you guys. I know you don't like the snow either. No, no, no that, we, we, we don't wheel- like snow. We're, we're, we're actually going to block it from That is a wheelchair user's nightmare. Oh, I do understand that, Ellen. 
Oh, been there, done that, got stuck in it, and. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. All right, Jeff. Who's next? We don't have anyone next. So, if anyone would like to I've raise their hands, they're welcome. In. Yeah, it's, it's I've a got a caller. I've got a caller, Jeff. Who Paul from Kalamazoo will hear Paul's comments. How about that? Well, go ahead. Guys, uh, Paul from Kalamazoo, where it's about 50-something degrees. Um, you're talking about costs, basically, to the station. Have you ever uh, thought about having yourself declared a nonprofit? And I don't know what the legalities would be, but like NPR, having a pledge drive every once in a while and seeing what people contribute to make the station, you know, kind of more sustaining so that you won't have, have to do these things if you don't have to. But uh, a toast and marmalade for tea during the Tim Oney show, and have a good year. Bye-bye. There you go, Tim. Uh, by the way, we are actually a... I need to fill out one more report to update it, but we are actually now a 501c3 station. I paid several hundred dollars to get that job done. So we'll see about that. That's a good idea, Paul. And Tim, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. You said something while Bill was talking. Oh, I just said I got his request. Yeah. Yeah, he got his request. He could have called in again. That would have been fine. But at least we got his request. And you can play that song for Paul in Kalamazoo. I've got to go by there before the spring, go back to Kalamazoo or close to it. So we'll be doing that. So um, is there anything, Chris and Dave, you're looking forward to in technology this year since you're sporting the new the new glasses and all that stuff? Are you looking for some new cutting-edge technology? Oh, we're always looking for stuff, but... It just depends on what comes along. Um, people are going to think we're nuts, probably, but we are going to order the new Breville um, Jewel 950 oven that's Wi-Fi. Um, I don't have a real good reason, except we just want it, and we'd like to see how it works, and we'd like to provide that information to you all. How so did you slip you that by on me? It's about half the price of the yeah. June. Yeah. How did you slip that by me the other day? Well, you and Dave and I were having a conversation, and we talked about that oven for about 20 minutes, and I said I had told you that we called Breville and spoke with the lady about it, and I said we could order it, and so we did. And you did. So you ordered it from Breville finally? Is that Well, actually... Um, what happened? And be careful when you order on Amazon this kind of stuff. We put in the search term "jewel" and everything that we should put in, and the one that came up, I looked at, and we downloaded the manual for it. It was the Wi-Fi, so we ordered it, and the oven they sent us was not. Turns out they don't even have the Wi-Fi oven, so I don't know what they're doing with the manual up there. But anyway, I called them and I said, you know, I think that's pretty misleading. And they did a pickup and a return, and we got our money back yesterday. So it got picked up yesterday, and as soon as it got scanned in, we got our money back. 
and we're trying to order it now. We're probably just going to go to the company and order it because it's very difficult to find. How did you hear about this thing, Chris? Oh, I don't know. I think Bill said something about it. Um, I honestly, we we've heard about it for a little bit, but we just really we didn't have an intent on ordering it until we got to looking at the manual and talked to the lady at Breville and all that. And then so we ended up ordering. Well, we're going to order it. So what makes you want? You have a June oven. So what makes you want the seven? <laughs> um, it has some cool features. I I don't know. Um, we just like I said, we wanted to be able to share the information, but it does a couple of cool things through the app. It there's a thing called autopilot, and they're honestly I think their recipes look better than June's. I love the June oven, and I love being able to create my own recipes, but. June's recipes, I personally think, leave a lot to be desired. They're odd things that I can't imagine people would ever make, although I guess people do. And on racks three and four, the positions three and four, when you open the door, it ejects the racks halfway. But anyway, what I was saying about the recipes, um, they have an autopilot feature, and it is supposed to make the recipe just like the New York Times did, or William Sonoma, or whoever. Um, it shows you the steps. It might. Well, I, I was looking at rotisserie chicken, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it it will show you the steps, and it broil, broils for a while, and it air fries for a while, and it bakes for a while, and then it broils again just to get it exactly perfect. But the cool thing about the rotisserie chicken, it technically doesn't have a turning rotisserie. But it turns the elements off and on as though it is in a rotisserie. So um, one element will come on and go off, and then the next element will come on and go off, and then the third element will come on and go off. As it simulates the chicken turning, even though it really isn't. I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty cool oven, and like I said, it's a just slightly more than half the price. And Does it also June not? Yeah. has some issues that happen from time to time, and maybe it'll be a good backup. Is this element, from what I've understand, and I've heard, I've only seen people talk about it on, on some mailing lists, it, it, it is made or they, they, they put accessibility into it. Is that what you've heard? To say? I've heard the same thing. I can't tell if that's true or not, Chris. I'm just saying that's, um, that's what I've heard. You could probably operate it uh, without an app if you wanted to really badly um you have course. to you have to remember like it's got knobs on it i mean there it's not a touch screen no it's, it's got three knobs and a bunch of several buttons i don't know how many this new one's going to have exactly right. and, and yeah. so the knobs Preset. click but they're real slight clicks and you have to remember like what each one of those clicks are once you do that um, I don't see a problem. I don't see why you couldn't use it. it well, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It certainly. But has. it also has the app that you can control those clicks too, does it not? Right. The oh app. yeah. So yeah, you don't have to. Is, it is appears to be pretty accessible because you know just you know we can look at the app right now, but we don't have the oven the oven here to. What about the it. idea spent, that you can hook it up without sighted assistance? That's yes, true. We spent an hour trying to hook it up to Wi-Fi, and turned out it wasn't Wi-Fi. So <laughs> yeah. We didn't have much luck. It, that's kind of frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, that's a real disappointment because, number one, it's so hard to get it out of the box. 
<laughs> and put it back in. And put it back in. <laughs> and so between Dave and me and Ira, we kind of decided that was not the correct oven. Yeah, we found out so when we, ch- we had uh, Ira check the model number on the bottom of the machine, found out right away it was wrong. And it didn't match our manual that we had downloaded at all. So is it bigger than the June? Uh, yes, it is. It's about an inch and a half or two inches bigger than the June each way. And how is the manual laid out? Is it, is it well? Sometimes these manuals are terrible. But they'll be graphical, and you can't you can't make heads or tail of it. Was it a good manual to read for this oven? It's it's not bad. Plus, there's a lot of information online. We have found um, Microsoft Edge. Believe it or not, will read that with their manual very well. Once you just, you just have to go down below a lot of the junk that Microsoft throws in there, and then it reads. But well. once you get down, or you can use the um, um, the JAWS, uh, what the heck is it called? PDF converter thing. You know, uh, uh, where you can you can bring it up using JAWS, and that works pretty well. So it's a different type. You can control it. You could cook a steak in it. You can cook a 14-pound turkey, right? Yes, right. you can cook up to a 14-pound turkey. You can and it does, it, does it come with a broiler pan so when you cook a steak? Yes, can... it yes. comes with a broiler pan, a pizza pan, a roasting pan, an air fry basket. And it has eight rack positions where the June only has three. How many racks does it have? Two. two. But depending on how you turn them, there's four uh, rack slots, uh, you know, four down each side. So there's, And depending how you turn each rack, it's you can get eight positions out of it. And that sounds pretty cool. Um, well, I'm, I can't wait to see you when you get it because then you can, because I know you'll probably do a demo on it, of course, but I, I can't wait to see what happens, uh, if, if it happens at this point. So We will. The only downside I can see so far is I am going to say um, Breville stuff does get pretty hot on the outside, um, and the June does not, and that's, that's the one thing I can say that... Anybody I wish they had, had done a toaster oven knows that they, you know, they get a little on the hot side. I wish they had, you know, put a little bit more into insulating it, but any, you know, it is what it is. Well, but that'll be an interesting change coming up. Um, so we're gonna. I was doing my review for my radio, and the radio quit working not because of the the radio, but the power cord or the USB port was a defective port and we can't have that so they're sending me another one. There you go. So Amazon let's see, Amazon's the one that sent you a wallet instead of a Right. Instead of <laughs> suspenders. That didn't help the problem. Yeah, I wonder how you're supposed to hold your pants up with a wallet. Right. <laughs> clearly I ordered suspenders and clearly I got a wallet. The wallet has suspenders built into it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, um, is there anything that you see on QVC lately that you've... That you've I haven't seen anything that's... Well, the, the demo we're about to do... Okay, that's true. Excuse me, it came from QVC. The other places have it, of course. And uh, the cordless chopper that Dave wanted for Christmas, which is why we had tacos last week when Donna came, because he hadn't gotten to use his chopper yet. Had to try it out. That is was, National Donna Day. 
he was anxious. So um, that's cordless. That's a KitchenAid cordless, and that demo I'm sure will be coming up. So I'm going to lobby Congress more. to make it National Donna Day. So every two uh, if weeks, if they can ever get to where they can vote on anything, <laughs> right? Well, there is that, but I I want to get it to where. Every two weeks, workers would be off one day. Oh, that would be cool. In order of National Donna Day. <laughs> and you At must least go government out. government workers, federal and state. You know. Right. You must go out to eat between yeah. 11 and 1. That's right. You know, you'll have to go out to eat and make Chris give you an extra errand or two. By the way, Dave, I, I tried that Arby's half pound roast beef sandwich. I think yeah. it is. Boy, that was pretty good, actually. And I, I, oh yeah, it's awesome. I, I smothered it with that horseradish sauce, which I love. <laughs> oh, was that good? Can that you, how excellent. many of those can you eat, Jeff? One. I'm sorry. I, I have a friend You're of mine. Big. I have a friend of mine who, 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 unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. But he could eat two or three of those in a row. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I just can't. I've eaten two. Uh, I think at least twice. I think, but that's just a little bit too much. I mean, it's it's like going to that Brazilian steakhouse. Like, you could eat till there's no tomorrow, Bill. I mean, they I mean they just keep coming out with stuff. And if you can hold it, that's great. I just couldn't do that. I mean, just I just know how much I can handle. So, uh, I mean, there was a time I went to Carvel and they sell. Have you been to Carvel for ice cream, Dave? Ever? No. Or they have. They, don't have a... they well, they don't have too many anymore. But they have these round fl- ice cream sandwiches called flying saucers, and you could buy them in the supermarkets, twelve to a box. And I ate, I ate twelve of them in a row. Oh, <laughs> that was. But I was in high school back then. I did that when I was in high school. I couldn't do that now. You oh, can, geez. but you can eat. Uh, did you rock some French fries with that sandwich, Chef? Um, no, I don't. I don't know that I like their French fries as much. But I had mozzarella sticks, which I like better. I think they're uh, really, I mean, their crinkles are good. Yeah, they they've um, changed their crinkle fry. They have the crinkle fries now, and they're they're really good. I have to well, try it because I I have never liked curly French fries. I just don't. They still have curly fries, so you need to specify. Okay, I can do that. So you might want to go back there for lunch, unless you go to the Lions Club tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the Lions Club or not, but we'll it's see. It's not looking good, is it? No, it's it's looking better for me for me to go to Arby's or someplace like that, you know. Uh, well, you could go a week from tomorrow, because that's National Donna Day. Oh, okay. yeah. I have a good one for Jeff. Uh-oh. Um, QVC had these knives. Um, they're called Mezzaluna knives. And they kind of look like a half circle. And then at the bottom of that half circle where it's it's open, and that's where the blade is. And it's kind of curved. Yeah, it's kind of curved a little bit. But the object of this is, like, let's say you want to cut up a potato, for or you want to slice it. Instead of sawing the knife back and forth. And holding it from the end. You put your, finger, your hands into the handle, and you just push down, and it makes the slice. The handle is right above. Over the top of the blade, they're really nice. They work well. Could they I cut, cut up sweet potatoes? Well, can I can I cut like let's say I bought one of these, uh, you know, like uh, salamis for example. Can I cut those? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can do that real slick. Right now, oh. QVC selling them in um, a set of two. One is a straight edge, and one is ripple. Like if you wanted to make waffle fries. Wow, that sounds yeah, good. It puts the ripples in it when you make the slice. And you throw them, those potatoes in the air fryer, and oh, mercy. We need really a couple of stuff. those for Florida, Phil. What's that? Those knives. They are nice. Yeah. They really are. And it, it's easier. It doesn't take as much hand pressure. 
Wow. Because you're doing it straight down instead of from your wrist at the end of the knife. So, I Michael, guess the, the only time I really watch oh. QVC lately, Chris, is when they have their gourmet holiday. But they call it gourmet holiday all the time when, yeah. like when they do the gourmet stuff. And the, and the, but I don't even buy half the stuff. But I, it's the only time I really, I really kind of watch that. So I, I just love the way these – I don't know how these hosts do it because they every time they're doing a product, they have to try it on the air as well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I could do that for, for like for, – and like for example, today it's going to be on from like 3 until 7. It's four hours of trying nothing but food. That's uh, – that's a lot of food. To That's on. why you can't go to the Lions Club because you've got to think about food. That's right. <laughs> That's food. That's right. Well, he's, he's got his priorities in order. I do. Right. That's right. Michael, are you still there? Yes, sir. I will be calling you. We'll talk about putting a few things on Legend Talk. And I've just checked here. I do have a 5013C status. Well, I thought you did. Um, yeah. Of course, I never know with Indiana, but uh, they've well, been known for terminating them, claiming a document wasn't sent when it was. But uh, yeah, well, we'll. Yeah, I thought you did. So I don't, I don't know the legalities of it. I have to look into it a little bit more because I want to find out like what you technically have the rights to do as a radio reading service, as right? So to that anyone else, people have. So I don't think it contends to podcasts. I think it's more for radio and television that you can rebroadcast other radio and television. Yeah. That's why I did a – because I had this thing. I thought – I don't know if people would even care about it, but what if you took, like, the three or four evening newscasts, right, ABC, CBS, NBC, and, and PBS, and then kind of condensed it all, each of theirs, down to, like, 15 minutes. So you had one hour that was, like, the evening news hour. So you get a lot of the same stories with different perspectives, and then each network will have a few unique stories that they cover. You know, what's funny, all those, you just said NBC, CBS, and ABC, all those take those newscasts and make audio podcasts of them, which I didn't Yeah, they're already the podcasts, but now they put ads in them. And I don't, you can't run any ads in the radio reading services, so I don't know if you technically legally have to remove the ads. I did it just for, you know, I'd bring it up a Winamp, Q, and review and see where the commercials were and open up SoundForge and just cl- clip them out of there. And so I got it down to a relatively quick process. But, so it's just mm-hmm. interesting to... But that's what I thought. I've been thinking about Legend Talk. It was kind of interesting that it happened. It got me thinking about because it had been in the back of my mind. How would we program a talk station 24-7? Like, how many hours? You wouldn't really need 168 hours because you could repeat things. So how often would you want to do that? You could, If you had 56 hours, you could, you know, listen to the same eight hours every day and hear something new all week. Well, we've got big 50,000 watch day, yeah. For quality over quantity, yeah. so that you're going to air things a couple times, but have higher quality, more professionally produced, just interesting events. Content. We've got radio stations that are 50,000 watt stations who repeat programming from the things that they played in the day overnight. And so basically, the last half of the day or the evening, like seven o'clock on, they're in rewind mode or replay mode, so 50,000 watt stations do it. Well, it's because there's different audiences. No one's right. going to listen to anything 24 hours a day, so it would be crazy to have all unique content unless you had it on demand because so many things that people could never hear. Yeah. And so the neat things about integrating podcasts into it is you could have the, the live feed and then have the direct feeds for the podcasts below that, so... That would be part of my selling point to go out and, you know, get permission from entities to air their shows and say, look, we'll you get attribution and we will there'll be a link to your podcast and your website. Uh, so I don't know. It's just something we're looking at and uh, I'm just trying to decide what kind of content, what, what things would people be interested in? I mean, I know what I'm interested in, but, you know, trying to find other things that would 
you know, cater to the audience. Cause I'm sure a lot of them like recipes and food and cooking and, you know, just all kinds of different things. You know, I'm a tech junkie, so that's the stuff I'm going to dig up. You love sports. Uh, so even in the radio reading services, they have a few different sports, Sports Illustrated, and there's even, they have their own sports talk show. I don't know how it compares with yours, but. Uh, well, no. <laughs> Minnesota does a lot of what you're talking about as far as repeating at night. They do, they have five hours of rebroadcast material between do they have, Don't they have a national network? Yeah, they do, and they feed a certain other uh, radio reading services like uh, Los Angeles, for one. I'm not sure who all they're, they're doing right now. Right. I haven't checked into it lately. but Right, so that I think you have to pay for, so I don't know how that would work. But we can either get some of that content, but... Well, unfortunately, New York City used to have this thing called In Touch, and that, that went out of business quite a while ago, but that was very, very popular. Yeah, I remember both. I had I could pick up two different subcarriers here from WNIN and WVJC, and they both ran In Touch. Oh, and I, yeah. On the weekends. That's what our radio reading service used to run when they didn't have live things on there. But okay. it, it, our radio service, reading service is as popular as they used to be since everything is on the Internet and people can go to the Internet. I guess for older people who don't have the Internet, they are popular, but... Uh, no, they... I don't think they have good. the same appeal because, you know, uh, Charles made a very good point, you know, before NFB Newsline. I think that's a very important point because that opened up a lot of things for blind folks to get newspaper and other things on demand in, in real time when they want to listen to it. And it's available on the phone. Uh, so I don't I don't think the appeal is there. There's more ways to get information in different places now. But that's not to say that it couldn't work. Uh, it seems like stations... You know, I think it would be a good use for, like, your HD2 or HD3s, and I think there's a few markets to do that. They did that in Evansville for a while. They actually had the reading service on an HD channel, um, so that way anyone could listen to it. So they were so paranoid about someone who shouldn't have the ability or rights to listen to it to hear the content. But, and maybe that's what Jeff was talking about with the Marrakesh Treaty, maybe that's somehow relaxed that a little bit. Like, people aren't going to listen to that unless they have to. You know, yeah, they may be... You know, most people aren't going to opt for that kind of content unless you really improve the quality of it, which is, I'm just trying to rethink it in a 21st century connotation, but also I'd like to see what other services are doing because I, there was an event in St. Louis I wanted to attend, but it was pretty pricey. I was talking about that, the 21st century radio reading services and all the different content that, that they were pulling in. So, yeah. I don't know, it's just a way to, to play around with me and keep, keep broadcasting and but have a freedom to do some things that you might not be able to do in a commercial situation. Should even be hired in a commercial situation. So. True, 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 true. Well, we better get to one call before we yep. get to Chris's demo. Bill, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, real quick. Uh, it's about 47 degrees here and no rain, rain all day yesterday. Anyways, uh, Mike, what is the, the uh, Internet connection for your radio service? Do you have one? I mean, what is the feed? How do you yeah. listen to it? Um, the best way is just go right to the website, radioreadingnetwork.org. Uh, okay. I haven't set him up in Lady A yet. I should do that, I suppose. But okay, wait, wait. Radio, I, I wasn't. Radio Reading Network. Okay. Right, dot .org, yeah. But okay. I don't have it set up on a smart device. That's, I guess, something I should well, that's do. Well, okay. I can do it. I just want it on the computer. Uh, also, you were mentioned about the stations rebroadcasting. You're right. Some of the bill was mentioned, 50,000 stations like WGN does. They play from 1 o'clock, well, from 10 to 1, they have Raleigh James, but from 1 till 4 in the morning, they play, well, another guy took over his spot, remember, got Jim Bohan, and he passed away, but I can't think of the guy's name, it was Rick, 
Rick Valdez or something like that. I've heard him go. But the trouble with that program is WGN runs that from 1 to 4, and then 4 to 6 in the morning, they simulcast with their TV station. And then the morning guy comes on, Bob's a rock. But the only thing from the 1 to 4 time with the old Jim Bohannon show is they rebroadcast it, and it's from that day. But if you're in Chicago, you can't participate in it. Well, that's right, because, because Jim Bohannon, phone... he has from 10 o'clock at night to 1 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, well, see, they 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 playing from one to four here in Chicago, and on WGN. But if you happen to call the number, I just tried it once, and it says, "Sorry, we cannot accept your call. Call this number when the station is being broadcast live." Well, he's not in any Chicago area station to even hear him live, but they play it. They play his repeat, which I don't understand that. Well, why, why would you play a program on something that people, you can listen to it, sure, but say somebody wanted to participate in this conversation, you can't. Well, certainly WGN is not the only station that does this kind of thing, Bill. Um, oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying that's what I understand is why stations do that, why they rebroadcast something that's not even on that you can mm-hmm. participate in at the time you're listening to it. Well, money. But, yeah, money, but of course station. late night. I mean... I can remember, right. I don't know how many remember Perry Marshall, KDKA, he was one of my favorite radio hosts. I can remember sometimes he'd just sit there and have to talk and kind of stall and wait to get another call at 2 or 3 in the morning. And, you know, so I kind of remember that. Right, right. Well, there used to be a guy here in WGN, he's been on all night, called, uh, well, I can't think of the guy's name now. He's been on for a long time. Uh, anyways, he used to be on overnight. And, of course, he had different subjects he'd talk about. So, similar to the Steve and Johnny show, which they're coming on this Saturday. And on Jeff's birthday. On, yeah. Right. They they were on last week through the weekday, uh, replaced some of the day hosts. And they I love those people. They're they're interesting because he they cover all kinds of subjects. I mean he has people that he calls and he's got people that I can remember when I started learning computers. He had a guy on there, he still he talked to him the other day. The guy's now I don't know, some big shot in one of the colleges out on the west coast. But he he would explain computers back then and explain computers using JAWS and Freedom Scientific and that stuff, how it worked. And I learned a lot listening to him explaining how this stuff worked. And that that's something that's interesting to, to put on. I mean, they always have it. And, and then he had a guy on that he's had on before, the guy from the uh, car magazine. I forget, it's a consumer car thing. They were talking about the electric cars and what cars are going into and if they're really going to profit or be worthwhile purchasing. And it was, they just have an interesting show, but that, but the old Jim Bohannon show, I just don't get that, why they play that thing, and you can't, if you are listening and you wanted to call in and make a comment, you can't even get to them. And it does, it's not even on the local, anywhere in Chicago area, I've tried it. I've been on the AM dial, and I've scanned it from 9 o'clock till at, at night, and you can't find him anywhere. Well, I that's know. Re- that's real common Chicago. now, like you can go, I don't know if it's Paramount Plus, one of them, you can go watch just years and years of Alex Trebek Jeopardy. Oh, even if you right, even right, if you right, watched right. it originally, you're not going to remember the answer. I, I get what you're saying about people calling in, but they usually just have right, a disclaimer right. at the beginning saying this is pre-recorded. So. Well, they, as a matter of fact, in Albany, right. New York, the, the iHeart station says says that this program is uh, this is a program is being is pre-recorded, and they do say that at the yeah, beginning. They don't, yeah, they, they don't do that on WGN here. They just you know what's his name? I've heard Raleigh James go off the air, and then all of a sudden you just come on and play the music, and and it's uh, hi, this is I think this is Richard Valdez, I think now Rick Valdez that took it over. He says with a with a S, I think he said instead of a Z or something. But anyway, he just goes on with the show like it's just live. 
you know, like gives the phone number and everything. It doesn't, there's no disclaimer, you know. Because I mean, I have, I listen to a lot of radio uh, at night too. You know, another one would be the Raleigh James show. I don't know, maybe she's she's interesting. I listen to a lot of times some of the people that call in that that they just uh, talk about all kinds of subjects, but. She will tell Friday night they repeat her Monday night show, which is Monday is her trivia night show. And on Friday night they repeat her Monday night show. And she comes on when they do a commercial after the news break or anything. She'll come on and say, hi, this is Raleigh James. If you're listening to this show tonight, do not call in. This is a repeat from the Monday night show, which I think they should do that. If you're listening in a certain area, if not, you can't get it. Anyway, you probably think... You could probably think the late Rush Limbaugh. I mean, that's what they are. Those like six months or maybe it was nine months that they just milked it right. to death. So. Oh yeah, I did. That's it. I got, I got sick of listening to him. I remember when Rush Limbaugh first came on the air. We just listened to him. He was on um, NPR radio to start with. So we just listened to him on WBEZ here in Chicago when I was at work. Cause where I worked, we couldn't get FM station in the building I was in. And we used to listen to him on the FM side. And he was interesting. Later on, I got to where I could stand the guy. <laughs> Well, there used to be a, a law at one time back in the, in the day. If a, if a show was pre-recorded, they would say the following program is tra- is transcribed. Um, right. Because that, of the War of the Worlds, they had to do that after that. Right, and they don't do that anymore. That's I mean, all these these things. It's a new world, Bill. Unfortunately, and it's not going to. Oh, gonna, I know, I know, I know. It's not going to change, but it's just, it's just I don't, you know, it's just <clears throat> I wonder how many people they have listening to them when they do that. You really I can't. believe they. I'm, I guarantee you, there are still plenty of people who listen. And remember, he also has oh, guests yeah. on. So even if you know, most people who listen to the show don't call in. I mean, it's only people like you who might call in, but they they don't have a majority. Of, the majority of the listeners who listen to that show don't actually call in. They, they don't. I right, mean, that's, right. That's fact. Yeah, we were told 2% max, and that would be max. I wouldn't even think it's even 2%. Now, it might be on a right, ledge yeah, or something, but I mean, a, a traditional radio station, you'd be lucky if you get one half of 1% that would ever call for anything. And that might even be just snow, school closings or something from a snowstorm. Right, right, right. And uh, I thought of something else. This is Bill for Bill. Uh, you know, when people call in the request line, yes. I, you know, I'll be listening to the show on Lady A or different things, and people calling. If they just call in, it, it saves minute too for you. If they just call in and say, "Hi, this is Bill, the one who from Chicago," or, you know, or "This is Bill," you know, what are you going to say? Can you play? Blah 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 blah. Don't give your whole life history what you're doing for the day, or are you guys doing all right today? And blah, just just give your request. That'll cut your minute down too. It's not a conversation line. Well, if people uh, do that, yeah. I mean, that, that's just my opinion. I mean, yeah. my my theory: people just cut it down to just 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 giving the your name or however you want to say it and and the, the song and that's it don't go into well i'm i'm doing this today or or how you doing today or blah 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 you know they start in a whole conversation well, well, you, can't you, answer them. you probably wish that frank mccormick was still alive doing a show in the all night on wgm wouldn't you <laughs> yeah I, I, just, I just you know just, just some some of the stuff is like that people call in on or call it's just like why do you even call yeah, well, like you said, it's what they thrive on. Well, we oh, better I know, I know. thrive. It, it, it's like um, you're, you're, I don't know if you guys ever. Hey, ever we might heard not have anything. time for a recipe and a demo if we don't. Yeah, yeah we but, better get going on it. Yeah, and, and I don't know how Chris and David got enough room in their house with all this stuff to keep buying. They don't. They <laughs> just built another house. Yeah. They didn't tell you they have a second home. <laughs> they they uh, give things right. away. They just so, built. I have something real quick here. I just want to wish everybody a happy World Braille Day. Oh, okay. Exactly when to mention that. 
Yeah, and second, uh, Joe brought that up earlier. Yeah, read that book from Bard. It's very interesting. I, his life was nothing like I thought. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right, we're going to do this demo for Chris and Dave, so there's time for a few questions. And we've already told us it's going to be a waffle maker. Yeah. Are you ready for we, me to go? Right. We do hope people have some questions or comments because it's really accessible. It's just, here we go. Good morning, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. And today we are going to make some waffles with Chris's brand new waffle maker. It, it is a uh, ninja Belgian vertical waffle maker. And um, Chris, do you want to give the information about the product? Sure. This is a nin- ninja vertical nonstick Belgian waffle maker. We got this one from QVC, but they're available lots of places. If you get it from QVC, it is item number K69880. That's K69880. You can go to qvc.com and put in Ninja Vertical in the uh, search field or Ninja Waffle, either one. It's N-I-N-J-A. QVC's phone number is 800-345-1212 or 345, or rather 800-345-1515. The price at QVC is $79.99. You can also get it from Amazon. On Amazon, it's also $79.99. It is called the Ninja Neverstick Pro Belgian Waffle Maker is how they have it listed. Um, You can go to ninjakitchen.com. That's N-I-N-J-A-K-I-T-C-H-E-N.com. If you want to see more information about it, I do not have a price from them. But their phone number is 800-365-0135. That's 800-365-0135. It's dimensions... Closed are, let me find them here, six and a half inches from right to left, I mean, sorry, front to back, seven and three quarters inches from right to left and 12 inches tall. Uh, Well, no, that's with it open. That's with it open. If you close it, it's only about five inches from front to back, so it doesn't take up a whole lot of counter space. It weighs six and three quarters pounds. Now that's twelve inches tall in the back. If it's even if it's closed, yeah, the back never it, moves. It stands the back is upright. Stationary. So when it's closed, it's twelve inches high. And when it's open. The tallest part is still 12 inches high because it doesn't move, so it's, that's true no matter. Right. Well, I guess it's my turn for a little bit anyway. Um, as she said, it is the, the Belgian waffle maker, and it makes really good size uh, waffles. Um, it's not the real small waffles. Um, you could... Uh, one person you could almost get filled up on it it's pretty good size 
Um, anyway, um, right now I'm looking at the front of the unit. We have it on the table. And um, looking on the front of the unit, uh, down towards the bottom uh, on the front, um, right dead center on the front of the unit at the bottom, there's a big knob right there. And there's a line on each side of it, which we have not figured out what the purpose is, I guess, I maybe to help you find the knob. Oh, I don't know. I think <laughs> they just put it there because they wanted to. <laughs> um, anyway, in the knob, there's only one, contr- uh, one control for the unit, and then there's one button, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But the, uh, the knob on the front of the unit um, gives you the different shades that you, you know, you know the whether you want it crispy or you want just a normal waffle, the different shades. Um, if you turn the knob counterclockwise, and before I go any farther, this knob does click, and they're very distinct clicks. And it stops at each end of the dial. Yep. So it so very when it's accessible. when it's completely counterclockwise, the unit is off. If you. It, it, and then, of course, you plug it in when you're ready to use it or whatever. Um, and you turn the the knob, and if you if you turn it one click, that's your specialties. That's for cake mix waffles or brownie waffles or something really sweet that you want to be careful with because you know how sugar burns easily. And then the next click is shade uh, is light. A light shade. It's listed as one. And that's that would be the ne- that would be the next click. Right. And as you go, as you go up, it goes, you know, one, two, three, four, five. So uh, you have five different shades. The fifth one being the most crispy. So it's off, and then specialty, and then shades one through five. Right. Um, <clears throat> if you take if you put your hands. Um, on the bottom, uh, on up above the knob, and it sort of flattens out from front to back until you get towards the back. Um, there's nothing there. I mean, it's um, when it when it's c- closed. It's just smooth metal. It's just yeah, smooth metal. That's it. Um, and uh, if you go clear to the back, you'll find. Um, the tall part of the unit that goes uh, that's the 12 inch from top to bottom and up at the very top of the unit is a opening that faces up it's it's you know it's a that's where you're going to pour your batter waffle batter into this opening they call it a mouth and anyway that that's what that is, and then over on, if you, if you put your hands on top of that unit, which is where the mouth is, the tallest part, and bring your hand over to the left, um, and down along the side, you're going to see a little square thing that sticks out, and in the middle of that square thing is one button. It's a big button. It's a big button, and when you press that, the front of that mouth folds down that whole front half of the, the machine. whole front half of the unit folds down so <clears throat> if you 
if you pour your batter after you preheat your unit onto whatever setting you want, and you pour your uh, batter down into the unit, when the waffle is done, you press that button, and that folds front folds down, and it does get hot. So you take your waffle out. You take your waffle out once once you have it. The unit, the front of that unit, folded down. <coughs> And um, sometimes, um, because there's there's lines like typical waffles have, waffles have, and sometimes maybe part of that might get stuck in. in yeah, the waffle may break, and you may have to get it out in two parts, but yeah. it may not too. It's hard to say. Does a really really nice job, you know, it, it, as as far as that goes. Uh, so guess I guess Chris it's your turn. It does come with a recipe book. It does tell you if you use a mix to follow the mix's instructions, um, which I have chosen to use a mix. It comes with a cup. It has a you can tell where the minimum line is. The minimum line is three quarters of a regular measuring cup if you want to do it that way. The maximum line is one cup, but that's very, very tactile on the waffle cup. Um, I have chosen to make cinnamon waffles today, which is a recipe that I made up out of using a mix. I'm using a Pearl Milling Company complete pancake and waffle mix. I'm following the waffle instructions, which are for four waffles, it's two cups of mix, one and a half cups of water, and one third cup of oil. So I'm using exactly half of each of those things, and I'm adding one rounded teaspoon of ground cinnamon and about two tablespoons of Splenda. And we've tried this before. It makes a really good waffle. How much of the, of the mix do you put down in there? You fill it to the max line on this mix. They tell you to, you, you, you may need the minimum line, you may need the max line, depending on your recipe. We've made these waffles three times, so we know that we need the max. And you're using the max line in that cup? In the cup, measuring yes. Cup. But if you lose the measuring cup, you can use a full measuring cup, regular 8-ounce measuring cup, if you want to, for the maximum. And a minimum is three quarters of a measuring cup. So, anyway, I guess we can go in here and get started. I have it mixed up. I've just got to run a whisk through it quick because it's been sitting. Now, just follow along here where where we're going to go here, and we'll plug the unit in. And uh, I think it's it's, plugged it's already in. plugged in. I'm going to heat it, and while I'm heating it, I'm going to fill this cup. And I usually just take a quarter cup or something and fill this. It's just easier for me to fill the cup that way without overfilling it. So I'm going to turn this to shade four. I'm putting waffle mix in the cup. Okay, so the unit, it's on. It's on, yes. And there is a, it will beep after it's preheated. And there, then again, when the waffle is 
after you put after you put your waffle in when it's done it'll beep again your lights are going to be red while it's preheating and red while it's cooking after it preheats the lights are going to turn um, green green and after you after it's done the lights will turn green the lights are right above the knob so those of you who can see them the green light is on the left the red light is on the right but they're real close together so we're just waiting on it to beep. So that could take probably about... It doesn't take long to preheat. It takes a little longer to make the waffle. It takes about five minutes. But we don't want to miss the preheat. That's the thing. It definitely has a loud beep, so we'll just sort of... Stall for time here so we can catch it. Yeah, we don't want to miss it. Um, and like any waffle iron, it gets as hot as any waffle iron I've ever seen. It gets hot. So it just that's that's the nature of a waffle iron. Well, that's, uh, that's how you have to make them. You have to make that's them while hot. they're crispy. <laughs> Pull that forward just a little bit. Because we want it to heat fast. We're, it's going to be slow. <laughs> it's going to be slow. We're going to miss it. <laughs> but that's how it goes these days. So we're just uh, waiting till once this preheats and then... Then I'll pour it in, and there are sensors in there that detect when it receives batter, and it changes the light from green back to red. And then when you reach the shade that you have it set for, the sensors change the light from red to green and give you a beep that it's done. There it is. Okay, there's the beep. So I'm going to take this cup up here, and I'm going to pour it in. It says to do it in one motion. So I did, and it's in there. And if you get close to the mouth, you can probably hear it sizzle. Uh, maybe. Oh, I bet it'll pick that up. I've got the microphone almost in there. Uh -oh, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is fizzling a little bit. We'll see how the recorder does with it. But we don't want any <clears throat> microphone waffles. That wouldn't be good. So that's probably going to take, uh, what, about? About five minutes, and I don't know what time it is. I can't look. So It is. The time is five o'clock. Five o'clock. <laughs> Somewhere. Here. Here. <laughs> so we'll be back shortly. If you're making more than one waffle, each time you take a waffle out and close it, it's really important to let it preheat again, according to the book, and we have found that to be true. And it will beep when it preheats the second or third or fourth time. So that we kind of found out the hard way. Yeah. That's why we do the demos, though. Okay, we're just... We're hanging waiting. in there. We're waiting for the second beep that tells us it's done. We didn't want you to miss it. And we still might miss it because you just never know. 
when it's going to go off. To the nearest we can guess, it's about five minutes on shade four. But, of course, we've made several shades, and depending on the shade you make, you know, it takes longer for a darker shade, obviously. Right. There we go. We didn't miss it. That's a done waffle. Yay. I'm pushing the button. I'm bringing it down. I'm taking it out. And this one came in one piece. I'm going to give that one. I'm going to set that one over here. You can have it. That's mine. That mine. (laughs) You can go. I'm going to put the second one in. And by the way, this time I did not. Preheat, don't you? Yeah, I did not put any oil in there. Sometimes I will sprinkle the waffle iron with oil. I didn't do that this time. So why don't you come over here and let them hear the crunch of the waffle. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll go over here to the... And sit down. I stole a little piece of it. And we have a bird making noise, as, as always. And it's... Uh, her a little piece of it. Pretty, pretty crunchy. Let's see here. Yeah, I don't know how much you can hear of it. Hold on a second. Ow, you bit me. Look. Through the towel. No, just she was trying to get the waffle and she... And it's, it's um, not real crispy on the outside, but then we didn't use the, the highest shade. Yeah, I got a fork. They can hear a fork on it. Okay. There you go. That'll do it. That's a really good size. Um, it takes up about three fourths of this little plate here so that I have. It's a salad plate, and uh, of course she she took a piece off of it. So I took a piece for me, and I took a piece for her. She <laughs> just nicked my finger; it didn't even bleed. Right. And once again, this is a Ninja N I N J A vertical nonstick Belgian waffle maker. We got this from QVC. Its item number is K69880. Its price is $79.99. You can go to qvc.com and put in Ninja Vertical or Ninja Waffle and find it that way, or you can search by item number. You can also go to, Am- or you can call QVC at 800-345-1515 or 800-345-1212. You can also go to Amazon. Their price is $79.99 as well. You can put in Ninja Vertical Waffle. Now, they do call theirs a never stick. So, but it, it, as far as I can see, it looks like the exact same thing. There's the same dial, the same shadings, and everything. If you want to call Ninja themselves, well, their website is ninjakitchen.com, N I N J A K I T C H E N.com. Their phone number is 800 365 0135. That's 800. 800- 365-0135. Both of the waffles are finished, and, and uh, I just ate mine while Chris is, was uh, toasting or whatever you want to call yeah, it. while mine was making, and <laughs> I was given the uh, specs one more time for the waffle maker where you can buy it and all that. So anyway, uh, it does exactly what they say it will do, and 
I like the fact that the knob has very distinct clicks, and uh, that that re- makes it really nice. And, uh, this is the first Ninja product I've ever had, um, and this is a good one. Sure is. Well, that's how the unit works. Chris, uh, do you want to give the information about the product one more well, time? Well, I, I just did. Uh, I just gave it while you were eating. Oh, okay, well. But I can give the phone number. All right. If you, I, I think that's what you wanted me to. <laughs> if you have a question or comment regarding this particular item during this broadcast, you may reach us by calling 646 646- Eight seven six nine nine two three. That's six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Press pound as instructed. When you're asked to enter a meeting ID, enter two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. That's two eight seven seven two three four six zero zero. When you're asked for a user ID, you'll need to press pound again. And just basically just follow the prompts, press pound when they tell you to, press pound for user ID, and you'll be in the room with us where you can ask your question or make your comment regarding this particular product. Well, you can always uh, email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org and ask your question. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us and we'll make sure you get the answers to the questions that you have. Or you can write the coffee club list. Right. If you're subscribed to the uh, coffee club list, you can get all that information right there. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Everyone be safe. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon, folks. And stay tuned for another Another exciting exciting demo. demo. There we go. Sounds good, Chris. How do you clean that thing, by the way? You just take a warm cloth, and you can put a little soap on it if you need to. But it just, just wipes right kind off. of wipe in between all those little things. They're in the line. You can just kind of follow them real easy. Just takes a few swipes, and it's clean. And I didn't put oil in there for either one of the waffles this time. Sometimes I'll just take a tiny bit and just kind of sprinkle it on, but... I didn't this time, and it worked out just fine. It really is non-stick. First thing I've ever seen. It just wipes right out. It's really easy to clean. I've been really impressed it. with it. I notice it makes two beeps when it, when it's ready. It makes one beep and two different beeps. Is that is that the normal sound of it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the normal sound, and it's plenty easy to hear, which is nice. I think it's kind of cool that you don't have to try to turn it over either. Yeah, right. it is. it is real cool. And... And the other waffle maker we had, the mouth was pretty small, and you had to pour the stuff real slowly in order for it to go down and get in all the waffle squares. It was vertical also. This one, it tells you specifically, do one quick pour, and it'll it'll find its way, and it does. Now, can you use, uh, what, now, do you, do you make the waffle batter yourself, or do you buy a pre-made batter that comes in a you, container? Um, you can do whatever you want, basically. I used a mix. You can make it from scratch. They do make some pourable pancake batter. I don't know if they make pourable waffle batter. Is it I the same? Pan- no, I think pancake batter might be 
Well, I don't, it's hard to say. It seems to me when I was working with it that the pancake batter might be slightly thicker. So they did tell you if you thought your batter was too little too thick to add a tablespoon or two of milk or water. Boy, I'm hungry already, and I, I'm just thinking about going to the Waffle House, and there's no Waffle House here. Oh, we don't have a Waffle House either. I wish we did, but these waffles are every bit as good as theirs are. I have never seen a waffle as big as what they, those things are, because they're nice and wide and, and good. Well, a Waffle House waffle is bigger than that, but they're also not the Belgian. They're just the regular. No, you, and the, you could tell the Belgian waffles because of the size of the of the holes in the waffle. Right, the, the size squares. of those, the, mm -hmm. the squares are really, really in. I, they're big I like and to, deep. I like to put whipped cream on my on my waffles when they have the Belgian waffles. They're, they're, the, the, waffle may, the waffle has lines in it. You could actually break that into four pieces. So you had like four little kids or something. Yeah. Sort of like the cinnamon toast waffles, you know, they they come in one waffle, but you can break them into four. Oh, wow. But those cinnamon waffles are really good. We were, yesterday, we decided to make the demo, and I said, I think I'm going to use a lighter shade, because I think I'm going to freeze them and put them in the June later. I said, I don't really think I feel like eating a waffle right now. We had just eaten a fairly decent size lunch and so forth. But once I got the waffles made, we ate them. <laughs> I used shade four anyway, because he said, well, I'll eat mine now. So I said, well, okay, I'll use shade four. Now, when you make two different waffles, obviously you can change the shade. Well, she gave me uh, the information, and I was so busy eating, I wasn't even paying attention to it. And I said, well, do you want to give the information again? <laughs> so I don't know if you all okay. noticed, but the okay. bird bit me. <laughs> oh, you, but you, you were trying to feed the bird a piece of the waffle? Is that what you were trying to do? Well, I was trying to reach around the towel that we had over the cage because she was being really noisy, and she just nipped my finger a little bit. But she wasn't really trying to bite No, she wasn't anything. trying to bite. She was trying, she to, get was trying the waffle, to get the waffle. She kind of startled me. <laughs> she said, that smells good. I want some of that. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, if you, if you if she gets her, you, you can put you can put thunder in the waffle machine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Parrot waffle. Yeah, we've threatened, parrot waffle. Her, we've threatened to put her in the air fryer. Oh. But if if somebody has the money and wants and likes waffles, it it's, it would be a really amazing investment. For you know, seventy nine bucks, you know, it's and it's accessible, and you know that's a really important thing these days. Don't even need to market. Now that's cool. Not too many things you can buy like that anymore. Right. And you don't have to have Wi-Fi to use it. Mm -mm. That's nope. it. No. Nope. No batteries. Just a little electricity. Yeah. Now, what about waffle cones and things like that? Is do you have a? What? How do you make those things? Obviously, this I thing would not. I don't know. Do I've that. never done that. I would think you could maybe use a lighter shade and roll them up. I don't know. I've never made waffle cones. I bet that's what they do. But how do they get it crispy? Well, they, there's a form that they that they wrap the waffle dough around it when they make the cones. I think because well, you might be able to wrap it around a funnel, Jenny. I bet you An could. Upside down funnel, a metal funnel. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to try that. I know I have not tried the specialty waffles yet, but they say <clears throat> if you don't want to use one of their recipes, you can use a brownie mix or you can use a cake mix made according to package directions. It's supposed Ooh, that'd be to be sweet. Yeah, it's supposed to have more gentle heat on that setting. Oh yeah, because that sugar would burn in yeah, there. Good, mm -hmm. good sugar razor. <clears throat> that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> not to mention it'd make it hard to clean. I bet that it sugar might, burn yeah, on there. It might. It's amazing how that thing cleans up, though. I mean, you can take just take a swipe and it, it's clean. Yeah, it is. 
So you Zips. you can actually put a cloth into the into into the into the where the waffle batter goes. Uh-huh. In. Oh yeah, you just yeah. put your finger in there and you just can wipe between all of them in a whole line. You can just do that a few yeah. times and have all the lines covered. I'm hungry already. Oh man. <laughs> <clears throat> I got the cinnamon waffle idea from the um some ego brown sugar cinnamon waffles that are really good, but these are just about as good. Well, we have a question from question. Julie McCullough. <clears throat> Go ahead, Julie. Unmute yourself, Julie. I've... And JR just came in. Go ahead, Julie. Let's see if she's here. She's here. She's there, but she's she's still muted. So. Well, um, well, I guess we'll have to move on, Bill. So, um, Chris, did you want to do your recipe quickly? Um, yeah, if Bill's ready. I'm ready. Uh, I okay. think Julie's not ready. No, Julie, you can email your question to the coffee club list if you had one. This is Campbell's Easy Salisbury Steak. One pound of ground beef, and you'd be better off using 80-20 at least. A third of a cup of stuffing mix. They they use Pepperidge Farm, but that's because it's a Campbell's recipe. So one third a cup of stuffing mix crushed. Half of a small onion, finely diced. One egg, beaten. One tablespoon vegetable oil. One ten and a half ounce can, or actually it says ten and a quarter ounce beef gravy. Cam- Campbell's beef gravy. A four-ounce jar or can of mushrooms drained. And I would prefer to leave those off, but, you know, I'm not a mushroom fan. In a large bowl, mix your beef, your stuffing, onion, and egg together. Form into four oval patties that are about a, oh, let's see, about a half-inch thick. So you want them kind of thin. Going to heat your oil in a skillet. Add the patties and brown till they're browned on both sides, so you will need to turn them over. Stir the gravy and mushrooms together, and put your Salisbury steak in a... Well, you can do this in the skillet if you want to. You can drain off the fat, and you can add the gravy and mushrooms to the skillet and just heat it on the stovetop till the patties are cooked through. Or you can put the patties in a casserole and pour the mushrooms and gravy over them and heat them in the oven at 350 for about... 25 minutes and they should be heated through. But we like Salisbury steak. Sounds good. Dick, can you unmute yourself out there in the wilds of Wisconsin? Hello, everybody. Chris, you forgot to put the cons in that waffle. Um, you can't. That's the one thing you can't do. You cannot do, um, what do they call it, solid pieces in that waffle oh, maker. Although, I have a feeling... If you wanted to use mini chips or really finely crushed pecans, you probably could. Oh, that's good. No. But it has to find its way down through the waffle squares, you know. Hey, well, listen, I hope everyone had a good New Year's Eve. And uh, Bill, looking forward to the playoffs. And uh, I certainly hope there's a player for Bill get better. Everyone have a good one. We'll catch you all down the road. Have fun, Dick. All right, Jr. Good uh, afternoon. Good morning. He still wants to go to Texas D Brazil again, don't you? Oh my gosh! I don't know if any, if you guys have all been there, but uh, 
If you're a vegetarian, it's not a good place for you. Well, actually, it is. <laughs> hmm. But if you're a carnivore, I think I said the word right, carnivore, um, it's the place for you to be. And you know what's funny? Your son probably out ate me, and, I'm, and, that's, and that takes a lot to do because he just kept going and going. I just at some point, I just I just couldn't I couldn't finish anymore. Yeah, well, you ate a lot of different stuff, which is good. You know, we all ate some different stuff, and it was, uh, you know, I had a good time. And uh, yeah, I hope we get get a chance to do it again, and uh, not anytime soon. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a fun place to go eat at, and. Uh, I don't know if they have any out in Indiana, the Texas Day Brazils. Um, I would think they might. It's funny, it's a Brazilian place, but we're served by a bunch of Mexicans, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and but they, it, were really, they were really nice to us. I got to tell you, we, we got really good service, JR. We did. I, they really were nice. I mean, they didn't care that we couldn't see. They gave us a real, they were just so understanding and everything else. They really were pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent service, and I, uh, you know, it was great. It was great to be served by them, you know. So, you know, they made us feel comfortable, you know, and that's what you should expect out of, out of a restaurant. And then, you know, we didn't, uh, by the way, Bill, we didn't go for the uh, vegetables and everything. We just went straight for the meat. <laughs> and they had, the, uh, they had the bread, cheese bread that they served with this, this bread, the rolls with, uh, I think, mozzarella cheese in, in the roll. That was really good. And, um, I'm, I'm not really wasn't impressed with pineapple, but that, but if you like pineapple, that was actually very good as well. Yep. What did you think of those bananas? Those were really good. They the fried bananas they had those were fried excellent. bananas. They were very good. They were they were very good. Oh, definitely. And, and how was your dessert? Because I didn't have dessert. I couldn't. I didn't have a room for that. You know what? I'm glad I ate the dessert because it <laughs> kind of helped out with some of the the grease and stuff. Did we lose Bill? He's not commenting here. Maybe he's in a food coma thinking about it. He's, he's he's waiting to go to Texas to Brazil when he gets down to Florida. Yeah. Do they have them down there? What's that? Uh, yes, they do. Texas to Brazil? Yes. Yeah? They do. Well, you may have to get a note from your doctor, though, Bill. Yes, right. <laughs> because it's, it was uh, definitely a good, uh, it was a good eat. Might have to double up on all your cholesterol medicine that day. <laughs> yeah, you can. We went to one here in Indianapolis. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was That's good. I mean, it, you know, to be honest with you, the price wasn't really that bad. I mean, the drinks, well, forget it, bought the... it, but... Well, that's really where they make their money, Jr. Yeah. I mean, that, that today, the you know, ten dollars for a gin and tonic, nine dollars for a rum and coke. I mean, that's the going price these days. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really where they made it. I mean, I think the price, you know, is like fifty bucks. You know, then you know, tax and tip or whatever, but you know, and desserts were like ten bucks a piece. Which I'll tell you that I had a big, I had a piece of cheesecake, and that thing was huge. <laughs> I should have given you half of it. Well, that's okay. And you, and you, and then your son also had dessert too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, he did. So, by the yeah. way, your son's a really nice guy, Jr. Got to tell you, we we had a good time. Yep. Well, he's looking forward to it again. So, but uh... I, I won't be taking a certain person though. <laughs> Take your daughter instead. I will definitely do that. Yeah. Thanks, Jr. No problem. That waffle mark here sounds good too. Uh, I would love some waffle. It makes good ones. Uh, I'll be. I'll be there in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm sure there's a bus that goes out there, right? Oh, there's buses, there's trains. We even have an airport in Blair County. You, you might find that when JR comes out there, he might be the thing that won't leave either. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, just kidding, JR. That's right. Feed, just keep feeding me. <laughs> keep it up. Well, I hope everybody had a great New Year's. Um, unfortunately, I turned another year older, but, you know, and just birthdays this weekend, too. Let's not even talk about that one. <laughs> hey, it beats the alternative. That's true. I'll be 70 this weekend. Holy moly. Did you say 80? 70, 70. But, it, <laughs> but isn't 70 the new 40? I think you said 84. Thank you, Chris. I, I thought he said 95. I was really just... <laughs> nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll Just... say hello to Joni if she's listening because she was really sounds so much better uh, the last time I heard her on the air. So I'm hoping she's listening and I'm hoping <laughs> she's continuing on with her progress. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I guess we've about ran out of time. Thank you, panel. Thank you, everyone. Uh, you always make it fun. And to you, Tammy, we're working on that problem, and we may have a solution. So talk to you later, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye.